Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through new beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at mystory@newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Amen. Thank you. Appreciate you, bro. Love you, man. Thank you. Why don't you stand on your feet with me? Amen. Praise God. I made it to the promised land. You are all still in the wilderness out here in New Jersey. (laughs) Stuck for 40 years walking around that mountain. But we'll get you there. We're going to pray tonight that God would give you the word to help get you into that promised land. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many know that the rest of this year can still be the best of this year? Amen. I want you to declare this with me. Say, the rest of this year year will be the best of this year. year. Say, the rest of my life life will be the best of my life. life. You know, a few years back, there was a uh, a Super Bowl where they actually, uh, there was a team that was ahead 21 points going into the fourth quarter. Now, I'm not going to name the team because I don't want to get in the flesh. I don't want anybody to get in the flesh either. But there was a team that was behind by 21 points. They played terrible up to the fourth quarter. You might be experiencing things in life where life has been terrible up to right now. But in one quarter, you can make a change and play better than all three quarters combined. Hello? And the rest of this year can still be the best of this year. Do you believe that with me? The rest of your life may have been screwed up up to this point, but can still be the best of this life for you if you accept it tonight and believe that by faith, God can open up a way. Amen? Who's ready to receive? Amen. Father, we thank you that your word is sharp. It is powerful, full of power, living, active, and ready to destroy any yoke and remove every burden from our lives tonight in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We are expecting your word to show up strong. We expect your spirit to move across this place. And Jesus, we thank you that you'll be lifted up. And as you're lifted up, all men will be drawn to you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Man, I'm ready. Are you ready? Glory to God. Luke chapter 18, Luke chapter 18, verses 6 through 8. I'm fired up tonight. Man, I'm fired up tonight. I'm ready. You know, the word of God is going to change your life tonight. Do you believe that? Because it will when you believe that. Luke chapter 18, it says this in Luke chapter 18, in verse 6 through 8. 18, 6 through 8. It says, then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said, okay? And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? It says in verse 8, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Let's just go ahead and settle this right now. God is the first avenger. You understand? So, So he is the first avenger. We are not in the end game yet. Okay, but we're close. But it says here that God will avenge them speedily, but that's not what we want to focus on. What we want to focus on is the next part. It says, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, 
Will he really find faith on the earth? Will he really find faith on the earth? This is the focus for tonight. Strengthened in faith, that's what's going to happen after tonight's message. Will Jesus really find faith on the earth? He's looking for faith. Why? Because faith pleases him. Faith moves him. Faith causes him to marvel, the Bible says. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 8, the centurion had a sick servant. And, and he went to Jesus. And he went to Jesus and asked Jesus to heal him, heal his servant. Jesus said, I'm going to come to your house. He said, no, no, you don't need to come. I'm a man under authority, and I understand the way it works. And all you need to do is speak the word, just like the way I speak the word to my servant, and he does it. You speak the word, and he'll be healed. He spoke the word, and that servant was healed at that moment. Jesus turned to the crowd and said, I can't believe this. I've never seen faith like I just saw with this centurion. He marveled because the faith that this man had. So where do we find this type of faith? Where do we receive this faith that we're talking about? Romans chapter 10, verse 17, that tells us exactly where we can get it. Romans 10, 17. It says, so then faith comes by what? So then faith comes by? So then faith comes by? And hearing the word of God. So, so we understand that faith comes by what? Hearing. hearing the word of God. Faith doesn't come by just going on social media and looking for somebody to help you. As good as the quotes may be, as good as the lives may be, be it's not just about that that you're going to receive faith. It's by hearing the word of God, not just somebody speaking about the word of God, but actually reading the word of God, listening to the word of God out loud, letting it penetrate your ears, hearing the word. Faith comes by hearing the word. So if our faith is lacking, what do we need to do? We need to hear the word. So faith comes by hearing, but it's developed by using. Faith comes by hearing, but it's developed by using. It's like a muscle. The, the strong, it gets stronger as the more you use it. If you don't use it, it stays to the certain level of strength that it's at without using it. But the more you use it, the stronger it becomes. The more you can pick up, the more you can carry, the more you use your faith. Does that make sense? The faith that we currently have, whether in God's word or not, it's revealed through our words, how we speak and through our actions, what we do. The faith that we currently have and that you currently have will always be revealed by how you speak and how you live. So the current faith the level of faith that you're living right now, see, New Jersey, does, it's, still, it's still there. The current faith, you know what I'm saying? The current faith, the level of faith you have is based off of what's in you now. 
And what's in you now will come out through words and actions, and you will expose the level of faith that you have by what you say and how you act. When a situation sideswipes you, bam, and the words come out, mother, and you know what just came out of you? Something that you believed inside of you, and maybe it wasn't the word that was getting ready to come out. It was a, you know what I mean? Or it was a, a reaction in the flesh or an anger. What's in you is revealed through your words and through your actions. Are you listening to me? Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Then we develop that by using our faith in life, in the situations that we deal with. The scripture tells us in 2 Corinthians 4.13, it says that, and since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also, what? Believe and therefore speak. So speaking alone doesn't produce faith. Speaking reveals faith, right? Speaking reveals faith. What produces faith? The word of God. It's the word. We have a faith problem. We need to go to the word and get the word in us and hear it. It's when we're speaking the word of God out loud that we can hear the word of God, which will then allow us to receive faith from the word of God that we heard ourselves speak. It's like a continual, like, like one of those recycling things with the arrows that just keep going around, right? It's a, it's a pattern. You hear the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Then you start speaking that faith, and then you keep hearing that faith, and then you keep speaking that faith, and it just keeps feeding you, right? You're feeding yourself. The scripture goes on and tells us in Mark chapter 5, it says here, this is the, about the woman with the issue of blood. In verses 25 through 29, I'm going to read this to you because I want, to, I want you to hear the word. Why? Because I want you to receive faith. It says, now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years, suffered many things from many physicians. You might be dealing with something that's been sitting around for 12 years. You might be dealing with the same thing that keeps popping its head up, and it just hasn't disappeared yet. You've gone to doctor after doctor. You've talked to person after person. You've spent the money. It says here she spent everything she had, was not better, but rather grew worse. Nothing came from it. But when she heard about Jesus, Jesus is the word, right? When she heard about Jesus, when she heard the word, something changed. Something happened inside. She then came behind him. She heard about Jesus. That hearing caused faith to well up inside of her that caused her to act and also speak. She heard the word. She heard Jesus. She heard about him. She knew the reputation. She heard about him. Therefore, she knew he was healing people. People were getting healed in his ministry. De uh, deaf ears were opening. Blind eyes were, were opening. The dead were raising from, from, the, from the grave. People were being touched and impacted by Jesus. When she heard about Jesus, she heard the word, faith rose up inside of her. And it caused her to do something. And then she said something. She came behind him in the crowd, touched his garment, and she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I'll be made well. And immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus then said to her in verse 34, daughter, 
my power has made you well. Is that what it says? Oh, it says, daughter, your faith has made you well. It wasn't the power of God that was the emphasis here. Did Jesus have the power to heal her? But what was the emphasis? It was her faith that drew out that power. It was her faith. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Our faith in God will always be based on what we heard and our knowledge of the word. You see, his word is faithful. His word is true. It doesn't matter what experience says. Regardless of whether somebody experienced or didn't experience the provision of the word of God, it's true. Too many people are caught up on what somebody else didn't get or did get, and it's holding them back from moving forward with trusting God. Let me say it again. Because there's some people in here tonight that you're stuck because that person didn't get healed. I thought they were believing God. It doesn't matter what somebody else doesn't get or they do get. Faith in the word of God, his word is true anyway. I don't know the reasons why it did or didn't work for somebody else, but God's word is always true. It's always alive. It's always living and it never fails. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the Lord. He changes not. Okay? People change. Things change. But he doesn't. The Bible tells us in Psalms 119, 89, verse, verse 89 and 90, it says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You establish the earth and it abides. It's not going anywhere. Climate change is not the problem. I'm going to tell you right now because the word of God says so. The word of God trumps the scientist. The word of God trumps the politician. The word of God trumps the lack of experience. It says in 1 Peter 1, verses 24 and 25, because all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass, the grass withers and its flower falls away. But the word of the Lord endures forever. It never changes. It will survive everything. The dark ages, the atheist, the agnostic, whoever, it will survive, it will thrive, and it will live. It cannot be defeated. It cannot be destroyed. It cannot go away. The atheist can write on the, the, the whiteboard or the blackboard and say there is, or they can, it can say God is nowhere, but then the person can come up and just erase it and say, God is now here. Because the word of God will always stand. The word of God will always make sure that it, it, it stays. It's not going anywhere. People will come, people will go. Trends will happen. Just wait 20 years, they'll come back. Right? I'm telling you. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away, the Bible says. Psalms 119 says, the entirety of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. 
Hebrews 4, verse 12 and 13 says, the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It's the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, and there's no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are made naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. The word of God always, always will be here, even when we're gone. So what's the most important thing you can leave behind for your children? The word of God, an inheritance into the true treasure of God's riches in his word. Hallelujah. I mean, you know, money's good too, but I'm saying, you know, on top with that, we want to make sure that we have the true treasure, right? The Bible tells us that in Matthew 6, 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The word of God will always reveal the will of God. God's word will show you his will. If you don't know the will of God for your life, where will you need to go to find the will of God for your life? The word of God. God's word will reveal it. I'm telling you that post from, on Facebook's not going to help you. It's not. It may give you a nice, you know, emotional feel, but it's not going to give you the will of God. I can't give you the will of God. It's when you get into this word that it reflects back to you the true image of who you've been created to be, and it shows you where you, were, where you are and where you need to go. It shows you what you need to do. Even though you could be reading something that, make, that has nothing to do with your life and all of a sudden something will jump out and give you direction or a light bulb turns on about that problem you've been thinking about and it just all of a sudden from reading the word, illumination comes, light comes, revelation comes and situations change. Problems begin to cease and all of a sudden that person that was an annoyance just goes away. I don't know how it happens, but God does it. Once you know God's will, you can now have faith to walk it out in your life. I read a book, it's, it's called Christ the Healer by F.F. Bosworth. He said, faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith begins where the will of God is known. The purpose of knowing the word of God is so you can act out the will of God. The knowledge of God's word illuminates his will. To know the word of God is to be aware of it through observation, to be conscious of it and able to recognize it as it presents itself to us so that we can act on it and use it in our thoughts, our words, and our actions. See, the word of God, the only word that we truly know is the word that we do. You can quote all day long, but if we're not doing it, we don't really know it. The word of God that you failed to act on yesterday, it's still the same today. And it is ready now with the same anointing and power to release into your life. I'm just going to say this because there's some people here that you're stuck in the past. You're stuck on that last failure. You're stuck on that mistake. You're stuck on that sin. You're stuck on that situation. You're stuck because you keep going back to that same thing. The Bible tells us if we confess our sins to him, he is what? He is faithful, faithful, faithful 
to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. If you don't let your past die, it will never let you live. Do you understand me? If you don't let your past die, it won't let you live. Guilt is the failure to realize our forgiveness that's been given to us from God. Some people will only see you as that mess up or as that mistake or as that failure in that moment or season of your life. But you don't need to let what they see be who you are right now. Jesus was crucified so you don't have to continually crucify yourself. You need to move on. You need to get up, wipe yourself up, and move on to what God has for you today. Because it's been too long that you've been you know, wallowing in that, that pity, that mud, and rolling around in it, and thinking, look, I'm, not, I'm a failure. I can never be used of God. Let me tell you something. You can't mess up God's call. If he called you, he never repents from that call. He never says, I made a mistake with that one. No, he didn't. He didn't. Maybe you messed up, but he didn't. You need to understand that that calling is irrevocable. He'll never change his mind. He'll never take his hand off of you, and the anointing is still there. Stand up, son of God. Stand up, daughter of God, and take your place tonight. Don't let the devil lie to you and show you who you're not and start becoming who God made you to be. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus Christ is more powerful than any mistake. Not only as a sinner who was, who was saved to serve him, but also as a son and daughter with purpose and acceptance to live for him. The blood of Christ is just as good for you as it was when you were a sinner than at now as you are a son or a daughter. We forget sometimes. Well, now that I'm saved, you know, God expects more of me. So I messed up and this and that. Yeah, we get it. Okay, but just move on, man. Say what you need to say. Get it off your chest. Confess your sin to him and move on. Okay? Move on. His blood was shed for you. Don't trample it and say it's not good enough because it is good enough. It is strong enough. It is powerful enough. He loves you. He died for you. He gave you everything that pertains to life and godliness through his word. He has grace for you. He has mercy, forgiveness, and love like no other. How does faith come? By hearing the word of God. The word of God is profitable when acted upon in faith. The word of God is not profitable when acted upon in fear. The word is not profitable when acted upon in disbelief or, or, or unbelief or desperation or, or just another emotion outside of faith. I'm going to tell you right now, if you ask me to pray hard for you, whether I pray hard or easy doesn't make a difference. It's whether I'm in faith or not when I pray. Because praying hard changes nothing. It doesn't matter how hard I pray if there's no faith behind it. I can pray the simplest prayer in faith as quiet as, as this. Father, in the name of Jesus. And that can move a mountain. Because it's not about the emotion behind it. It's about the faith behind it. What pleases him? Faith. What moves mountains? Faith. It's what we do in faith that makes the difference. 
not the emotion. We get stuck on the emotion. We're stuck on thinking that it's got to be a certain way because it's emotional, but that's not what moves him. It's mixing our faith with action and doing it, knowing that he's going to move because of the faith that we have through his word and in his word. Hebrews 4.2 says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Hebrews 3.12 says, Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. It says, what is, what is unbelief? It's evil. When you look at what it really is, it may make you think about allowing it to come into your life again. An evil heart of unbelief. Unbelief is evil. It's described as faithlessness and disbelief and disobedience. The word used for evil is defined with words such as hurtful, ill, diseased, derelict, vicious, mischief, malice, bad, malicious, wicked. It's also synonymous with the word they use for the devil. That's the word that's used for evil. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. Unbelief does nothing good for you. Nothing. There's no good thing in unbelief. The Bible tells us in Matthew 13, verse 58, it says that, that Jesus walked to this, he went into this place and he could do not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Unbelief limits the impact of God's word and power. Matthew 17, verses 19 and 20 says that the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why couldn't we cast this out? And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Unbelief interferes with helping someone else receive a blessing that God wants to give through you. Are you listening to me? That verse shows us that, that the person wanted, the person came to the disciples and they couldn't cast the devil out of them. They couldn't cast the devil out of that person because of unbelief. Unbelief interfered with helping that person receive the blessing that God wanted to give them. So our faith is not just about us. It's about touching lives. It's about making an impact. Romans 4.20 says that he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was what? Strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Unbelief causes wavering at the promises of God. Hebrews 4.6 says, Seeing therefore it remains that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Unbelief is the reason why the, the children of Israel never walked into the promised land. They had to all die because they could not get in because of their unbelief. Unbelief locks the door and blocks the entrance of God's provision in your life. I'll say it again. Unbelief locks the door and it blocks the entrance of God's provision in your life. Hebrews 4.11, it says this, let us labor therefore to enter into that rest lest any man fall 
after the same example of unbelief. Unbelief halts activity and convinces you that it's not worth it. It says it's too hard. It says you'll never make it. It says you're always going to be stuck in this situation. Unbelief creates weakness and wavering. It drains your strength and it exhausts your mind. But faith, faith creates strength. Faith changes things. Faith inspires praise. Faith makes a difference. Faith compels you to move closer to God. It's time we go all in, people. We need to go all in and trust him because he is able to take care of us. He is able to provide for us. He is able to heal us. He is able to strengthen us. He is able to empower us. He's able to use us and, get, and, and, and straighten out every crooked place in our life. He's able to provide us with peace and deliver us from that situation right now. Why? Because he's faithful. His word is true. He's not a man to where he should lie. He's not like a human to where he'll change his mind. We need to trust him with our life. Trust him with our family. Trust him with our finances. Trust him with our relationships. Has anybody ever been in a financial struggle in here before? Anybody? Before? Anyone? <laughs> so, you know, there's been times where I've been woken up in the, in the morning because I, I, I was struggling with tithing because I thought if I tithe, I wouldn't have enough money left over. I'm just, give, I'm just being transparent. There's times I've woken up and I've thought, God, you know my heart. And you know, and you know, and I was justifying and reasoning and back and, and then I would just go to my app and bam, I hit the tithe. I'm like, shut up now, I'm going to bed. Do it. Action shuts it all down, right? I'm telling you, if you trust him, he'll take care of you. When you say, when you give to him, when it doesn't make sense, you're making faith at that point. You're not making sense, you're making faith, Right? When you, when you give, you're saying, I trust you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I'm giving. Who's got a dollar in here? A dollar bill? Anybody got a dollar? One dollar. Let me get a dollar real quick. We need to trust him. We need to trust him. We got a dollar here? Okay, we got one dollar, right? We need to trust him. Now, you may or may not get this back. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> so we need to trust him. When, when we give, we're trusting him. Who's got a five in here? Anybody got a five? Let me get a five real quick. Come on, bring it up. We got five. All right. Cool. Who's got ten? Anybody got ten? No, I'm serious. You got a ten? I need a ten. Who got a ten? Just a ten here? All right. I need a twenty too. You got a twenty? All right. So so now you you may or may not get this back. I'm just letting you know. So here's what happens is 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 when you give. You're trusting God. You're saying, Lord, I trust you. I'm going to give this to you, and I trust you. Who's going through something right now? Anything, anybody going through something? Like, yeah, Okay. So I'm going to give you this money. <laughs> this is your money. Take it. No, I'm serious. Take it. It's $36. It may not be a lot, but it's something. Everybody's sitting there going, dude, I can't believe you just gave this people's money away. <laughs> so, so now somebody, somebody's sitting there going, well, wait a second. Well, first, first, first of all, there might be a Christian person who gave me that money and was like, well, I wasn't expecting that, but I'll just let it go. <laughs> God, thank you, Lord Jesus, hallelujah. Somebody else might be like, dude, did you forget you're in New Jersey, bro? You better go out the back door. 
before you go home tonight. But, but I'm telling, there's a reason behind this because who gave me the dollar? Who gave me the dollar? Okay, when you give a dollar, you know, somebody, God knows you gave it. So he, he, he doesn't just give you back the dollar. He also gives you back sometimes double. Who gave me a five? Okay, so, so here's what happens. You gave five because you trusted. You trusted that if you gave it, that you, it would be used for whatever reason. You didn't even care, but God's gonna bless you behind that. Who gave a 10? Somebody's like, man, I wish he asked for 100. I wish he asked for 50. Who gave a 10? My man right here. So, so God, you gave a 10, bro. God bless you, man. And God's blessing you beyond that. Who gave me the 20? Okay, here you go. God bless you. And at the end of the day, here's what happens. When you trust God with what you give, you bless someone else, but it's a boomerang effect that comes back to you. If God can get it through you, God can get it to you. It's not just about doing it so that you can say you did it. It's about doing it so that others can be blessed. Who knows what's going to happen with that? Who knows what impact is going to be? And someone's still saying, go ahead, ask for the 50, dude. I got it. I got a 50 in my pocket. But I want you to know this. After everything's said and done, it's all about faith. Stand on your feet with me. It's all about faith. It's all about trust. It's all about making, making what we do honor him in our words and in our actions. Say this with me. Say, I will, I will choose, faith choose faith and live by faith, live by faith. even when... I don't feel like it. I, feel like I will choose faith, will choose faith and, speak and speak by faith. No matter what, no matter what the, situation the situation looks like, looks like. I, will I will choose faith and act by faith, act by faith. Even, when even when the odds are stacked, the odds are stacked against me. Against I will live by faith live by and, faith. Not, by and not by sight and I will declare the works, declare the works of the Lord in Jesus' name, amen. Now lift your hands and give them a shout. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, that your word is true. We thank you, Lord, that your word will not return to you void, but it will accomplish the thing that you sent it out to accomplish, and it will prosper in the thing into which you sent it. I thank you, Father, that lives have been impacted and touched and changed in Jesus' name. And at this time, I want everybody, everybody to just close your eyes. And if you were here tonight, and Jesus Christ, you, you can say with certainty that you really don't know if Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior, and that if you were to die today, that you would be able to spend eternity with him. If you don't know for sure, I want you to have a no-so experience at this very moment right now. If that's you, where you are right now, between you and him, lift up your hand high and lift it up. I see your hand. I, oh, I see your hand. Hallelujah. If that's you, if there's anybody here, those two people who raised their hand, thank you. If there's anybody else, raise your hand high and leave it up in the air. I see your hand in the back. Thank you. I see your hand. I see your hand. Thank you. I see your hand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus Father, I want you all to say this who raised their hands. 
I want you all, actually, here's what we're going to do. I want you to come up front here. I want to I I hold you, bro. I want to hug you. I want to slap you five. I want, I want you to come up here now. Jo- give them a hand. Come on up here, man. Come on up here. Come on up here. Don't stop. Don't be afraid. Come on up here. Hallelujah. How you doing, Amen. Good job. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Come on. Come on, brother. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you so much, bro. Come on up here. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right. All of us come together here. Let's just hold hands here. I want you to say this after me. Come on, brother. Come on in here. You're in here. I want you to say this after me. Say, Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you were raised from the dead and that you live today. I ask you, be my Savior. Be my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Love you guys. Thank you for coming up, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thanks for listening to this message. We pray that you're blessed and lifted up by God's word. If this message helped you today, please consider supporting New Beginnings financially. You can just go to newbeginningsnj.org and click the giving tab. We hope to see you soon.